Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Football is a game of emotion. A great writer once wrote about the sport, deny emotion and you only see a fraction of the game. That writer went on to say, emotion is often the motivating reason why an offense or a defense chooses to repeat a play call when it might not intellectually be the best option. John Elway telling his offense, quote, we've got them right where we want them, close quote, at the Broncos' two-yard line in Municipal Stadium in Cleveland, just seconds away from the Browns' Super Bowl berth. That was not a logical statement from the Denver quarterback. Neither was Joe Montana telling his teammates in the huddle that he spotted John Candy with less than two minutes left in the Orange Bowl while trailing the Bengals for Super Bowl twenty-three. Football is a game of emotion. It's the emotional rise when you see your diminutive wide receiver return to the sideline and in his first play back, catch a crossing route, spin away from a huge hit and rip off a huge gain into the opposition territory. It's seeing one of your running backs get hit yards short of the goal line, maintain his balance and burst over that goal line for a critical touchdown. And it's seeing your 42-year-old quarterback throwing a cut block on a reverse, dancing away from pressure and extending a play to deliver a critical two-point conversion to that same diminutive wide receiver who had just returned to the sidelines. Football is a game of emotion, and partly because of that, tonight, your New England Patriots are once again AFC East champions. I'm Mark Schofield, and this is a glorious victory edition of the Sco Show. Hello again, Patriots fans, and welcome in officially to episode 55 of the Sco Show, and this 55th installment is yes. A glorious victory edition, but it is a glorious victory AFC East champions installment of Locked On Patriots. Because tonight, in front of a raucous Gillette Stadium crowd, the New England Patriots, in comeback fashion, cement an AFC East championship with a 24-17, a hard-fought victory over a resilient Buffalo Bills team clinching the AFC East, and now perhaps with a little bit of help, by this time, Monday, we'll say, your Patriots could be the number two overall seed in the AFC, which, as we know, will be critical for this team trying to get to where they want to go. What we're going to do tonight, we're going to talk about the great, we're going to talk about the good, and we're going to talk about the big picture. We're skipping the bad tonight because, let's face it, 
from where this team was a couple of weeks ago to where they are right now to how we're feeling right now and to the fact that it is the holiday season, no Grinches here. Nothing bad, no negatives. I don't want to talk about some of the missed opportunities, the turnovers, or anything like that. I want to focus on the great and I want to focus on the good because we needed it. And I'm not saying the Patriots. I'm, we needed it. I don't know it seems weird. We've been a spoiled fan base for over or just about two decades now. But it's been a rough couple of weeks. We've been wondering about this team. We've been wondering about this offense. We've been wondering if they have what it takes to win a game they needed to win and to rely on their offense along the way. No turnovers tonight from this defense. No special teams big plays. No short fields, really. Nothing like that. And the offense did what they needed to do. So we're going to talk about the great, and we're going to lead with the offense. We're going to talk about the good. But before we do any of that, your usual reminder is to please follow along with the hijinks at Mark Schoolfield on Twitter. Check out the work in places like InsideThePylon.com, Pro Football Weekly, Matt Waldman's Rookie Scouting Portfolio. And yes, those three SB Nation websites, Big Blue View, Bleeding Green Nation, and right here at Pat's Pulpit, where we will honor your AFC East champion, New England Patriots, all holiday week long. And I started differently tonight. I started with sort of a cold open. And I wanted to talk about emotion. Because we saw desire. We saw, shall we say, grit. We saw drive, determination. We saw all of those touchy-feely things that you can sometimes associate with sports. And we saw that before this game. Tom Brady taking the Instagram, putting up the picture with the, you know, the little slogan, little caption underneath the championship week, right? This game meant more. And yes, you've got division rights on the line. You've got a buy on the potential line there and all of that. But these are human beings. And they've heard what everybody has been saying about them. That the offense isn't good enough. That Tom Brady's over the cliff again. That Julian Edelman is too hurt. That the offensive line can't block anybody. That the receivers aren't good enough. This was a team that tonight, on this night, wanted it more. And again, not taking anything away from the Buffalo Bills, because believe me, they wanted to win that game too. Believe me, they left everything they had on the field. And that is a team that, between you, me, and the microphone, I don't want to see again this season. But the New England Patriots wanted this game, and you saw that, like I said, on that go-ahead drive from Edelman to Burkett to Brady and everybody in between. They wanted that game. They were not going to be denied. And what's more emblematic of this Brady-Belichick run than that touchdown run from Rex Burkhead, a redemption in and of itself from the opening drive fumble to a play where it looks like he's getting cut down behind the line of scrimmage. And at that point, you know, you're wondering, it's first and goal, if he gets stopped there, the doubt starts to creep into your mind as it would have mine. Here we go again. 
Another short yardage, red zone, goal line situation, and they can't they can't quite figure it out. Kurt Warner in the booth was talking about it. In the moments leading up to it, you get down into the goal line of Buffalo, they take some stuff away, all the stuff we talked about this week, taking away those underneath throws. They were trying direct snaps to Sanu with an option to White. They couldn't figure it out. Football is a game of emotion, and on that moment, Rex Burke had wanted it more. He was not going to go down. Inspired in part by what he saw from Julian Edelman just a couple of plays previously. Coming back to the sideline from the locker room. A catch, a spin, a burst. And that offense had life again. And we can talk, and believe me, we will, about X's and O's and schemes and designs and concepts. But sometimes in this game of emotion, it's a simple matter of looking the guy across from you in the eye or staring him down as he comes forward to tackle you and just telling him and telling yourself that no, not right now. You're not going to get me down. You're not going to win this one-on-one. You're not going to win this matchup. It's a simple matter of beating that guy across from you and then getting 11 guys to do the very same thing. And this offense looked different. There was a balance. There was an identity. It wasn't a feeling of they've got to rely on trick plays to get the ball moving. They've got to get penalties and breaks. In some cases, they got some breaks. In some cases, they didn't. The Watson touchdown that got called back. They had an identity. They had a purpose. Their sort of big 21 right now with a Landon Roberts, that 52 package I'm calling it, they had a purpose with that package. There was creativity. The They finally called sort of a, the jet sweep to Harry and then a throwback to Burkhead. That was a beautiful design. They were taking it to the defense. So often, particularly when I talk about the quarterback position, I I talk about the idea of just taking what the defense gives you. But every once in a while, it's nice to see an offense say, forget that. We're going to take what we want. Sony Michelle running hard between the tackles. Getting great blocks from guys like Shaq Mason again, and Isaiah Wynn, and Joe Tooney, and... Ted Karras up front and Marcus Cannon before he went down and Marshall Newhouse when he came into the game. A contribution from a guy like Matt Lacoste on that beautiful little design. Similar shades of the Gronk play to start the touchdown drive in Super Bowl 53, only this time to the left side. This offense came through. And for... All Patriots fans tonight, it felt like, okay, we can catch our breath. And perhaps more than any other reason for that, it's this. 12, excuse me, 26 of 33 for 271 in a touchdown and a critical two-point conversion. No sacks. That's Tom Brady's line tonight. That's Tom Brady's line against one of the best defenses in the league. That's Tom Brady's line 
with a reported tennis elbow against one of the best defenses in the league. That's Tom Brady's line with the entire planet telling him he doesn't have it anymore in a must-win game in his 42nd year on the planet against one of the better defenses in the league. Football is a game about emotion. And on this night, Tom Brady wasn't going to lose. You can't tell me the guy that was throwing cut blocks on reverses, that was trying to scramble for touchdowns, that was fighting for every inch of space in the pocket, was going to be denied tonight. And he may struggle next week. He may struggle in the playoffs. They might not get to where they want to go. But for tonight, on this night, I don't think there was a better quarterback in the game. And so I think after everything that this team has shown us this year, after everything we've seen as fans from this offense this year, this was the night we were sort of waiting for. Dave Archibald said it in the Scotia Slack channel, which as always was just raucous and a great time tonight. This was the best offensive performance since week two. And you're probably thinking 24 points. Really? Yeah. Dave's right. Against this defense, at this moment in the season, yeah. It certainly was. You know what? If we do get four more like this one, four more like this one, I think we take that. Up next, we're going to talk about the good we saw in this game from the defense and as well as sort of the big picture, give you the lay of the land as we head into the final week of the 2019 NFL season. That is ahead on episode 53 of the SCO Show. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hip Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Mark Schofield back with you now, and we're going to talk about the good as well as the big picture in the second half of the show here right now. And we'll start with the defense now. We talked about the offense The defense played good tonight. Was it great? No. Were there some breakdowns? Yeah, the John Brown touchdown comes to mind. The drive before halftime comes to mind. But when they needed to make some big plays, 
they stepped up. You know, they did what they needed to do. You look at, you know, late in this game, a huge sequence. They get the field goal to cut it to 17-16, the offense does. What does the defense do? They step up, they get you a three and out, right? They go zone read, Lawrence Guy, who had a massive night. Just a massive night for this team. He gets a stop on Devin Singletary for just a one-yard gain. By the way, Guy, six tackles, three of them solo, had a sack and a tackle for a loss. Second and nine, they go blitz. They mug the A-gaps. They drop into cover three. Allen gets a bit confused. John Simon with a sack for a loss of five. Then on third and 14, they rush three. They go cover two. Deep ball to John Brown. He's bracketed. Falls incomplete. You get the three and out. What happens next? Touchdown drive. Following possession. We saw how it ended. They move the ball down the field. They get to a first and goal with 222 left. And at that point, you're thinking... Okay, maybe they can hold on and get a field goal at the gun to win this run. Right? Can it can Nick Folk can Nick Folk deliver for us at the end? But no. First and goal, and they get they stop John Josh Allen on a power run. A crosser to Dawson Knox is overthrown. You get the sack on third down. KVN Calvinoy gets the initial pressure. Adam Butler cleans it up, and then they go with the game on the line with perhaps the division on the line. They go zero blitz. They get the pressure. They force the YOLO throw to Cole Beasley. It falls incomplete. J.C. Jackson with a tremendous pass breakup. Pats win. And when you talk about sort of the money parts of the game, right? Bills had three in the first quarter, seven in the second quarter, seven in the third quarter. What did they do in the fourth quarter? They had two possessions. Zero points. That's money time. This was a hat and t-shirt game. That's how you win hats and t-shirts. You hold your opponent scoreless in the fourth quarter. So a tremendous effort by this defense when they needed to step up the most. And, and did you see Juwan Williams there? Final drive. Covering Robert Foster on the deep route. Good to see that from him. And so... Yes, the defense they gave with the John Brown touchdown. You didn't like seeing that. The lineman eligible play. You didn't like seeing that. There's some stuff to clean up, but we're not dwelling on the negatives. We're not talking about the negatives tonight. Tonight's a night to enjoy this. Let's talk about some of the other good stuff, the individual plays. New England's open and drive. Look, you get the fumble. Yeah, you don't like that. Again, we're not dwelling on the negatives, but... The third and five, the crosser to Edelman, great velocity, great placement, great pocket movement from Tom Brady. 12 had a night tonight. Buffalo's first offensive offensive possession, first and 10, they tried an end around. Kyle Van Noy set the edge. Stephon Gilmore with a great tackle. Third and seven. This was an interesting play on Buffalo's first possession where Allen double clutches, air mails, uh, corner route to Dawson Knox. Chun was a step late in coverage. Chun, we're not talking about the negatives tonight, but it had shades of that Cole Beasley overthrow back in week four. The third and two conversion on New England's second drive of the game where they motion Harry, 
that orbit motion to the backfield. He Brady wants to throw a swing to him initially. It's taken away. He looks back to the running back screen to the right, then comes back late to Harry. That was a great little design. Again, great ball skills from Tom Brady. Great execution there. They finished this drive. You had third and two. They go a, sort of a stick concept to Watt, uh, Watson, Benjamin Watson. Great hands catch. Sort of ran like a flat seven combination with him and Lacoste. And then again, that throwback play to Lacoste for the touchdown out of that 52 package. Loved seeing that. New England's third possession of the game. This is now into the second quarter. It's 7-3 New England. There's some great stuff here. A crosser to Edelman, a great route, a great throw. A first and 10 play with a great pocket movement. A crosser to Sanu, great catch, great throw. It was a 10th straight completion to open the game from 12. Best this season. Most consecutive completions to start a game on this entire year. 10 for 10. They ran a crack toss on that play, which on that drive, which was great. Now, it ended with a field goal, but it was a 17-play drive, the third longest in New England's history, the longest of the year. You had to play with the Brady block as well. You had the second and 14 hitch to Nikhil Harry, where he fought for additional yardage. 15 had a night. Very impressive drive. And it started at their own one. So that was a huge sequence for the Patriots offense. Buffalo's next possession were late second quarter, third and six. Great closing speed. J.C. Jackson on Cole Beasley to break it up. Just tremendous click and close there. Harry had the drew the DPI late in the second quarter. Hem and Tredavious White were going at it. Like to see that a little chippiness again. It's a game of emotion. Buffalo's fourth possession of the game. You get a sack. Hightower for a loss of eight. Josh Allen sort of in the grasp. You get a false start, make it third and 18. Crowd was in full voice there. Get into the second half now, some of the other great stuff. Second and three in New England, sixth possession of the game. This is now a 10-10 game. They're in that 52 package. They're on toss to the right. Michelle picks up four. Newhouse with a great pull and combination block. Takes on the edge defender. Then... The end man in the line of scrimmage and then gets to the second level. Roberts, too, as well. And then next play, first and 10, they go fake jet to Sanu. Great throw to Burkhead. This is the one where they fake the jet sweep with Sanu going right to left. Brady, again, great ball skills. Throws out the sort of seam, little leak release by Burkhead. Wheel route to the right. Tremendous ball skills from Brady. And then Nick Folk. 51-yard attempt is good when the drive stalls. That's when we get the Watson touchdown called back by Edelman. Guys can't run slant routes anymore, I guess. Slant flat's going to be taken out of the league. And Jake Bailey with a tremendous job on the whole tier. High snap, gets it down, great job. And we get ourselves a 13-10 game. Now look, Bills came right back. Sort of punch you in the mouth. And the offense, they go three and out. So you're thinking, not good here. Defense, huge series here. Midway through late third quarter. It's eighth possession of the game for Buffalo. Singletary left side, gain a four. Singletary left side, gain a two. Huge play, third and four. I wrote in my notes, watch quarterback draw. They do it, and they stop him short, and they force a punt. Then the Patriots come back with their 52 package again, down 17-13. Michelle with a great run, huge cutback, runs right through number 58. 
Again, staring that opponent in the face, telling him, no, man, not, not tonight. Maybe nine times out of ten you'll get the best of me, but not on this one. Huge run by Michelle to get him jump-started. Then on a second and nine play action out of the 52 package, crosser to Jacoby Myers, who had a solid night. Gets him a first down. Then the running back screen off the fake jet look, fake jet look to Burkhead. Gain it 23. They First play of the fourth quarter, they go toss weak. That loses six. Next play, though, second and 16. Jacoby Myers somehow snares it for a gain of 11. Then they go Burkhead in the flat. He's caught. He catches it three yards short of the sticks, maybe two yards short, but he fights for that inch, picks up the first down. Again, first and goal. They get stopped. Brady tries to scramble. You're worried about the goal line offense. Kick the field goal, 17-16, and it sets up the stage at the end. And again, look, the final possession for the offense, Edelman on the crosser. Michelle fights for yardage. Shaq Mason with a good pull there. Rex with the touchdown run. Brady with the pocket movement to find Edelman. It's tremendous stuff. Tremendous stuff from this team. Tremendous stuff from this organization this week. And now I think we got to talk big picture because we're one week to go. You know, we wait on to see what, what Baltimore does this week. We wait to see what the Chiefs do this week. But it's in front of them. At least that first round bye is in front of them. And yes, there will still be questions. Yes, there will still be some concerns about this team. Is it good enough? But for one night, one night at least, they sort of put those concerns aside. This offense stepped up. This defense stepped up what it needed to. And on a night when the defense didn't give you the short fields or the, sh- the turnovers or the pick sixes or the punt blocks, they went down the field and scored. And I think more than anything else, it was the fact that while Buffalo was driving late in that game and it looked like Buffalo was going to take the lead or tie it or at least make this a situation where New England had to go score again before this game ended, if this was the situation two weeks ago or one week ago, you probably feel shaky about that game. But as Buffalo was driving and Josh Allen was leading them down the field, the thought in the back of my mind was this. It was what I was talking about earlier. 12's not losing tonight. 11's not losing tonight. 34's not losing tonight. 26 is not losing tonight. 28 is not losing tonight. There was not a player on that offensive side of the ball that was going to lose tonight. And things may change. And the season may not end up where we'd like to see it end up. But on this night, they were not losing. That offense was not going to lose. Game balls? No game balls. You know why? Because it's a hat and t-shirt game. Everybody gets a hat. Everybody gets a t-shirt. It's that kind of night. And everybody gets a game ball too. Takes of the game? Similar situation. Y'all were fantastic tonight. This is one of those nights where I'm legitimately damn proud that the people in the Scotia Slack channel are in there every single day. They're in there right now talking Rams, Niners. It's just a tremendous, tremendous group of people. I could spend the next 15 minutes listing them all by name and, and talking about, you know, just how awesome it is to see. You're all f- fantastic every single day. It makes me so damn proud to have this show and to have listeners like that. That, again, if you want to be part of, hit me up for an invite at Mark Schofield on Twitter or mark.schofield at insidethepylon.com. We get new people coming in all the time. Playoff run. It's going to be a fun time to join up. So that's this show. That's the big picture. 
looking ahead to this week. It's a holiday week, but no days off here. We will have two more shows this week, one of which will be a mailbag show. So get in some questions now, whether it's draft, whether it's Pats, whether it's the holidays, whatever. Send them over. But until we talk again, friends, for a pre-Christmas show, or maybe even a Christmas Day show, because I don't know if I'm going to go Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I don't know the exact schedule yet, what everybody else is doing at the PPPN. Either way, enjoy this one. Enjoy the holiday season. And remember, friends, to please keep on blessing that Patriots reign down in Foxborough.